0: Hi everyone, welcome to episode 11 of Beer and Bants. My name's Chris. My name's James. Uh, and quickly before we start on our tried and tested, I just wanted to say a big hello to uh, all our new followers. Um, we've even got a lot more international followers
1: now in as well, James. What, well, international followers? Like Derby or like other no, afield?
0: That's, again, that's not really the concept of international, James. Uh, so hard. we've got people from Ireland, Germany... Uh, United Arab Emirates and the United States of America are listening to us now, so a big hello, and for anybody who this is their second language, I do apologise for them trying to decipher the utter crap that we speak on our podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So if you are Irish, please get in touch and we'll try and help you we can. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, I like that. No, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the
0: tried and tested for this week uh, is from all the way from Cornwall, James, uh, International. Um yeah further
1: afield
0: than oh. uh, derby so. <laughs> <laughs> so this is called tribute from st austell brewery uh yeah so tribute I like, it's one i actually really enjoy going to to be honest um it's a nice decent flavor subtle of fl- uh smoothness to it um i actually was recommended to try this uh, a long time ago uh, but i must admit i didn't try it for 10 years the reason being because the person who actually recommended it to me, I completely and utterly despise. So, um, yeah. Wait, and, sorry,
1: this is, this is somebody you despise, Chris. Yeah. That's very rare. I know. Like I'm
0: such a... Don't like in the world? I'm such a loving individual, really. So, uh, for me to not like someone was quite surprising. But, yeah. I mean, I hate to confirm the fact that they were right. It is an ice beer. But, yeah. Do, do you want to have a swig first, then, James?
1: Okay, yeah. Do you want to read the back? I I think I see something about grapefruit flavours which is not what I would necessarily associate with Tribute, but...
0: Okay, so Pale, Amber in colour. Tribute is a Moorishly drinkable beer brewed using Maris Otter malts and a blend of aromatic hops. The zesty orange and grapefruit flavours are balanced with biscuit malt for the superb and classic pale ale. Not quite cheesy, but At least you know what you're getting.
1: I mean, it's not as cheesy as some of the other craft beers we've had in the past. past, There's no, like, bullshit story about this was brewed 100 (laughs) years ago by Mr Tribute. Since then, the family have kept going with the same flavours that are so unique
0: to us. We don't want to stray away from the original recipe, because when I were a wee lad, I remember (laughs) sitting on the
1: beach, drinking this illegally. Uh, Yeah, so what notes did you pick up then, James? (laughs) I mean so truth I I definitely don't think I can pick up grapefruit. I can see where the zesty orange comes from. Right um, okay.
0: Um maltiness?
1: Yeah, yeah, I think I think that you can definitely taste the the malty kind of I I agree with kind of like um almost like a punchy hoppiness towards the end. Um it's not too kind of long lasting like it's not kind of a long lasting aftertaste but you can definitely <clears> taste <throat> some of the hops there towards the end. Um I think it's quite a pleasant pale ale. Yeah, you can, it can it's a very subtle
0: malt. Um I think I don't really pick up individual orange or grapefruit, but I do get a hint of citrus generally. So I suppose yeah. that's probably the two words. Which is what
1: I'm associating with the orange. The grapefruit, I, 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 if I'm honest, I can't taste. I would not necessarily associate this with grapefruit.
0: No, I, I wouldn't really identify orange or grapefruit in that. But I would literally just say it's just a citrusy undertone, personally.
1: Yeah.
0: But yeah, really smooth drink. Uh, clear in colour. Very light. Very drinkable bit too drinkable the times, um yeah and then it, is, is, it is a good
1: drink it it is one of those as well that is quite good on draft as well i think it, it's on draft on quite a lot of different pubs and stuff like it's quite a quite a consistent one i think from a pale ale standpoint it's quite popular in the uk especially i suppose southern half of the uk
0: i think um, to be honest i've only ever had it uh, in bottle form i don't think i've ever tried it um on draft
1: oh surprising okay I think the Red Lion, which is so, so nondescript because there are so many Red Lions in the world. <laughs> uh, I think the Red Lion has got this on draft. So,
0: I think the Red Lion is probably the most generic pub name uh, ever going, really.
1: Oh, there's, there's a topic for another podcast, <clears throat> pub names. <laughs> oh, well, I've
0: got my favourite pub name, which I'm not going to say now. Um, <laughs> we could save that topic for another time.
1: Okay, we'll save that. We'll save that. There you go. Actually, any any listeners out there who have good pubs nearby with good pub names, uh, definitely get involved and send them our way, and we can. You know, yeah,
0: definitely. Oh, maybe we should. Them, uh, you know, yeah.
1: When yeah, lockdown we'll finishes, we the can most. go on a pub crawl. Around the whole UK, I'm up for it.
0: I'll, I'll definitely game for that one. Uh, <laughs> be a long month. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. So, um, during we're still doing lockdown, so we've been trying to explore things to keep us entertained. Now I've kind of found a I've rediscovered a show that one that I loved from years and years ago.
1: Yeah, uh, I know you've always liked Daywatch, haven't you? It's it's the way they run, right? I.
0: Well, I mean, there's nothing more majestic than watching David Hasselhoff run across the beach in his tight shorts. Um,
1: Whatever does it for you, Chris. <laughs>
0: <laughs> watching those moves, boats.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah, the actual
0: um, the actual show I've been watching is a little show called Black Books. Oh,
1: uh, Black Books is so good. So that's right. Good. Yeah. I'm not
0: going to lie, I completely forgot about it, but uh, Channel 4 had a kind of marathon on it the other day, uh, late at night, and I just forgot how good that program was. Yeah. Uh, for anybody. Yeah,
1: I don't really like Bill Bailey, who's an actor, who's like a comedian actor in it. I don't normally like him on like, some of his stand-up stuff, but actually he works really well in the show. Like He's really funny.
0: I think Bill Bailey is stand-up, for me, I'm not a fan of musical comedy.
1: Exactly, so, and that's part of my problem.
0: But as an actor, or on panel shows, for me, Bill Bailey is absolutely amazing. Yeah. Such a comedic genius. Yeah. Um, but for anybody who actually doesn't know what Black Books is... Uh, Dylan Moran is an alcoholic Irishman who runs a bookshop in London, and Bill Bader is basically a hippie shop assistant who generally gets mistreated a lot by him to be honest, but it's just done in such a comedic way that you can't help but laugh, but yeah, uh, yeah, you know we honestly.
1: The i the Irish bookshop owner who's just depressed now, I For some reason, me and Chris vibe with. I, I don't know why <laughs> we particularly relate to him over other characters, but um, you know, it is quite funny just the way like he sees the world and hates customers yet yeah, owns a shop.
0: <laughs> I think so. it's because uh, we've both worked in retail, so there's been certain points where you do kind of understand that thought process. For me personally, I actually loved working in a shop, but um, yeah, there are certain customers that do make you feel. Yeah, I, I,
1: I I worked in a shop too. I'm not going to say loved. I just said I worked in a shop. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you love anything, James? Or is it just a, a big black hole of darkness in your chest?
1: There's a few people out there I, I don't mind. Uh, well, thank you. Know, you. But I uh, it's, it's more loathing than love.
0: I think. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, i will um, on as well as uh, Dylan Moran and Bill Bailey, you also have uh, a crazy alcoholic freelance designer at the shop next door as well, who also comes in and causes utter carnage. And yeah, I just uh, as a a balance of a show for me, I just thought it was brilliant. Um,
1: it is good. To be fair. I think it's one of the best things about lockdown is is all these shows that I haven't really seen for a while or like. I haven't watched for ages. I've just started kind of binge watching. Like, um, for me at the moment, Scrubs, I've been watching that. On, yeah, I've been watching that as well. I'm, and, and honestly, I'm Scrubs It's so, so much fun. I think, like, it came out in 2002, which I know you are probably still quite old then, Chris, but I was quite young. I was only, like, seven, eight. And I remember kind of growing up, you know, with with older sisters who watch it on kind of uh, E4 and stuff like that and kind of seeing it when I was younger and not really understanding a lot of the jokes that were in it, but still yeah. really liking the show um And I haven't rewatched like the whole thing in so long, and it's just been quite funny just to do it, and like actually, just how funny the show is and how well made it is. Like, it's such a good story. Like,
0: yeah, I um I watched it all from the start. As you've mentioned, I am older than you, so yeah, I was a uh, older. When Sorry, I, I think I said
1: much older. I just okay. want to make sure we clarify. That's fine, but you carry on. You carry on.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I think I've got that. I think somewhere I've got the first six series on DVD. Uh, I was a massive fan of the show. I absolutely loved it. Uh, I think the balance of characters—you know, it's an angry man, someone who actually in touch with their emotions—the whole balance and dynamic, but also dealing with general day-to-day issues as well. I just thought it was—I um, saw this really well-polished show. The last couple of series, you can kind of forget about from series eight onwards. No real point watching because they kind of destroyed it. But yeah, I think
1: there's, there's so much good character development in the first like three or four series of like kind of different personalities, kind of figuring each other out and kind of opening up to each other in different ways. And then it kind of it does start tanking, like because they just keep repeating stuff. Then yeah, yeah, they run out of ideas. That's what happens with sitcoms, like How I Met Your Mother. Great show, could have ended at series five. They dragged it out for quite a while.
0: Um, I don't know. I think it did okay, but for me, that lasts. That last series, that should have basically been just a three-part special. Like, bang, (laughs) bang, bang, done.
1: What, you mean a wedding (laughs) that they dragged into, like, 24 episodes? Yep, that would be the one. Uh, The only actual episode
0: of that series I enjoyed was the one where it was flipped and it was based around the actual mother and her friends instead.
1: Oh, Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was was really...
0: That was literally the only episode I really properly Um, enjoyed. And the the only reason
1: that was good was because you kind of saw how she interweaved with, like, Ted's life, I suppose, and, like, saw the Paramounts, like... Um, and how clever and taught out that was. But yeah, no. Scrubs. If you haven't watched Scrubs, I don't know what you've been doing with your life, but go watch Scrubs. <laughs> um, it's,
0: it's, forget that it's actually a Disney uh, programme as well.
1: Is so that we, actually Disney?
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the content of it, you wouldn't think so, would you?
1: No. It was done on, just the, wearing, uh, the on the Buena yeah. But Yeah, I think it's, on, uh, it's available on all four at the moment in the UK. Um, you know, if you're an island, I don't know you have <laughs> TVs. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Really going to happen? What? What? I what, was what, like, what, what's the sudden like hatred of? Ireland? I don't know. I I am part Irish as well, and that's the best part of this. I mean, we'll we'll bring it back in later. We'll, I think we've got an Irish beer coming up later in the podcast. Yes, we have. So we'll yeah, we'll yeah. rain it back in there. To be fair, <laughs> what do you mean? We? This is all you, James. <laughs> We're, we are a team, after all.
0: This is a joint are podcast. We, the, the, what part have we ever been associated as a team? We're definitely two individual entities. Just happen to have very similar interests
1: <laughs> all right all right <laughs> way to lead me out on the field alone <laughs> with a bunch you're, of irish you're most welcome people running after me that's fine thank you <laughs> <it>.
0: <laughs> I'm not, uh, well on the, the talk of all four i'm not too sure if it's still on but um i don't know if i've mentioned this before Whether it's like a show that was um done kind of around the same sort of time as it crowd and black books and stuff. Uh, it was called Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Oh, Have you yeah. ever seen it?
1: Yeah. 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 I think uh, wa- we watched a few episodes together because <clears> you were telling me about it and it is really funny.
0: Yeah. Uh, so basically it's the idea is, uh, it's a TV program that was set in the eighties, but was too scary to be released, but now they've released it. And it's just, it's intentionally bad, which makes it brilliant. Um, and yeah, the whole like you know, seeing the uh, sound like dropping to shot, bad dubbing, really poor effects. Like that, as a comedic show, it's absolute genius. I just don't think it ever got the credit it deserved. Um, you know, I
1: think because it's around the same time as Red Dwarf, wasn't it? Was it slightly? Before, I think it's a bit after that one. A Bit after Red Dwarf. Yeah. So I was trying to think if people compared it more to that and just kind of saw it as kind of a, a poor man's Red Dwarf. I don't think they got the kind of complexity of like purposely making parts of it bad. For the kind of comedy of it, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: um, but I, I thought it was a very underrated uh, program. I, I also don't think Channel Four particularly pushed it that much either, because so, Richard Iwadi uh, is in it as well um, plays a fantastic character as the um, the hotel manager, hotel manager, hospital manager, um, <laughs> hotel. Uh, <laughs> completely throwing myself now, but yeah, um, if anybody. In, want something to watch I'd definitely give that a blast it's complete yeah. genius it's I, just...
1: mean, I mean you mentioned another one it crowd as well it crowd is utterly amazing as well but like, if you're a geeky nerdy <clears> person <throat> you know or a dork like that is definitely like, amazing <laughs> yeah amazing. i think it, it, yeah.
0: It, I, because the dynamic between the three main characters i think they kind of, there's somebody for everybody in the
1: yeah. yeah, and also they don't really like football either, which I I kind of always liked. Like that episode where they're just trying to like, oh, you see the game last night? Oh, what was the <laughs> ranking? <And>, like, <laughs> genuinely, that's how I feel every conversation about football with me goes. And like, I, I've always respected that.
0: <laughs> no, I um, I think my favourite episode was one where they um, they were told to come to a staff party, and then they sneaked out of work instead. And the whole staff party was actually a, a surprise party for them. Um, but instead, they just like cause carnage around the whole town, and uh, Richard Iowa, his character, just panicking all the way through. And
1: uh,
0: yeah. yeah, that episode for me was like absolutely genius.
1: It's see that or the, um, <clears throat> the one where they go to the theatre and it's like Roy ends up pretending to have to be disabled the entire yes. time. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Stuck in a wheelchair. Like, oh. He's Irish and we like him. So anyway, let's carry on with the next
0: one. <laughs> nice bit of um, yeah, trying to get a bit off of Redemption. Uh, so yeah, that was tribute. Great beer, um, definitely worth a blast if you've never had it before. I'd be very surprised if you haven't had it before to be honest, because it has been around a long time. But yeah, really smooth, decent flavour, and definitely an all-day drink. So the Peter Falk of this episode is from Attic one. Brew Company.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, we're both very intrigued by this. So uh this is called Nobody's Poet, which is a Kavik Sabro Pale Ale. Uh 4.7%. Now I have never had this before. Uh have you, James?
1: Uh no. I, I think it's one of those where you know if you follow our Instagram or you follow kind of this similar Instagram kind of pages, like I've been seeing a lot of this online and seeing people really <coughs> enjoy it. So I've I've really been wanting to try some attic uh, Bruco beers. To be fair, so well, um,
0: ironically enough, we were myself and uh, Kev, who was who was we, we actually met through Instagram. Um, basically, we were actually talking about going to Attic Brews Tap Room. Yeah, just before lockdown happened. <laughs> so, so that's of course, the way of the world, <laughs> you're like, yeah, uh, that plan got completely destroyed. So. Uh, yeah, I finally managed to get my hands on uh, some cans from Attic. So thank you for sorting that out for us, lads. Uh, it has been very difficult again because they basically sell out straight away. Uh, really, really popular. So this beer, uh, it is hazy because it's a vegan-friendly beer.
1: It's unfined.
0: Uh, it is carbonated, so there is a lightness to it. You can smell uh, the hops. And there is a, a, definitely a... Underlined tone of citrus. I don't know if there is one, that, but it definitely smells like it. Uh, did you want to go first, James?
1: I want to go first, okay.
0: Uh, so it says yeast it is Kvik and the hops are Sabro and Yukonot. Unfined because hazy is fine is the tagline. Makes sense, a little okay. bit cheesy, but.
1: Um, Yeah, I'm getting kind of a tang to it, to be fair. I definitely can taste kind of the citrusy. I was going to say, like, pineapple, to be fair. It could definitely smell... I haven't had a sip of it at all yet. Um, I I, I swear this is the one I saw online was, like... I think they called, like, the pina colada of of beers or something like that, like... You know what? Like, like, I think it's, like, pineapple and coconut. I think when I saw it online was what they were trying to push, is, like, the flavour notes. I'm trying to remember if that was the hop in it or the yeast that gave it...
0: I don't get any of the kind of um, coconutty flavor, but however, that is, there is a feel of pineapple to it, definitely. Yeah. Um,
1: kind that's of, what's making me think that's what the branding was when I saw it on Instagram. It is smooth.
0: It is a hoppy beer. Um, so a little bit, in comparison to the Tribute, you do feel much more of the hoppy notes throughout it. It's a very smooth drink, though, as well. Um, yeah,
1: that's the thing. It is incredibly smooth for a kind of, I think, an unfiltered drink as well. Sometimes yeah. unfiltered drinks seem quite heavy and... Yeah, but this this doesn't really have that. It is very like I think it's that tang afterwards, which I think if you were a fan of kind of citrusy, kind of more tangy sour drinks, you'd definitely like, I think. Because that's the thing. I think I don't I I like hoppy drinks at the end of the day, so for me this is really good.
0: Yeah, I think it's um it's kind of a balance of like three different styles of beers in my opinion. So you've got the fit the base of like a pail and that kind of smoothness to it. More of a hoppiness that you would get in possibly more of an IPA, but it's not really an IPA. Yeah, and then yeah. you have because of that that citrusy undertone as well. It's something more akin to not quite a sour, but I know what you mean by that kind of feel. But maybe something like a um, a more citrusy based or citrus hop. Um,
1: Which I think that's this, mm. I think really session IPA is probably the best way of describing it. It's like a mixture between the the kind of session pale and the IPA.
0: It is, but without the aftertaste. Because like, after the IPAs, yeah, the no. only thing you have is that bite at the end, and that's the reason why people like that IPAs. That's what puts me off, where that hasn't got that, You get yeah, the hoppy I,
1: notes. I, I, yeah, I think the, that bite is almost taken throughout the whole body rather than just kind of the end note. So you kind of get it kind of middle of the mouth kind of thing, which I think is really good.
0: Um, yeah, I'm uh, like,
1: I, <clears throat> I really I really enjoying that. I think that, yeah, that's just a, like, there's quite a few different Attic Brew beers. Like you say, they do go out very quickly. Um, so maybe we'll try and get a few others if we can. Because
0: yeah, well, you know, I've been, I've been speaking to that. the guys. Um, so hopefully we'll have something special uh, with some of their other beers soon. But I'm not going to divulge anything on it. Right? I'm just rubbing my hands. Carrot dangle.
1: <laughs> what have I told you about carrot dangling? Okay, we've been through this. Okay, I've only been
0: arrested once.
1: <laughs> Is that uh. true? <laughs>
0: I'm,
1: trying to, I'm trying to think. We don't, we don't talk about that night, do we?
0: Uh, like what happens in vegas um yeah so uh i do believe there's something you wanted to talk about as well james so you've been very intrigued by
1: so um i think it's one of those things like we're, we're a big fan of beers in general we constantly looking online for kind of new beers and kind of different breweries and things like that um one of the things we both uh kind of signed up to and you've unboxed a few times on the uh, instagram live which is yes. the beer 52 crates yes. um and One of the things they're doing, I think, in June is something called Cyberfest. So they did one last year and they're doing it again this year. Um, And it's something that I'm really intrigued by. And I think, you know, if you're, as it's kind of happening in the next couple of weeks, if you are a fan of like craft beer and kind of a big variety of beers, it's something you can still sign up to right now. This isn't sponsored in any way. Uh, We're not big enough to get sponsors yet. Maybe one day, who knows? (laughs) But um, I do think it's one of those for, you know, if you're a fan of beers, it's a good one to do because um they're having kind of a kind of session uh, there's a saturday and a friday session i think there's 12 beers in each day okay. uh, which is like 12 beers in a crate you can either buy individual days or buy for the whole weekend um so like a total of 24 beers made by kind of independent breweries some of them are specifically made for the festival others are just quite hard to come by so you know they're specifically tailored kind of crates in terms of like your drinking session, if you like, and I think there's quite a good community online where people are tr- tasting along at home. They've got live streams, they've got kind of different interactive elements to it. So it's not like you're just drinking at home beers by yourself. You can kind of get involved with a bunch <laughs> of other people um, and kind of try and almost do what we do on a podcast, but on kind of a more bigger community scale. Yeah. But which is really good, um, and you can kind of you know taste them together and stuff like that. And I think you know it's definitely worth checking that out if you are interested in kind of beers, I think. Yeah, because I missed
0: uh, last year's one, but uh, when you mentioned it, I think when you mentioned it to me, uh, I'd just seen it and was like, hmm, that looks interesting, but hadn't gone too in depth and then you were explaining it to me. uh, And the more I've looked into, the more I really want to get involved in it. So yeah, it definitely looks like a lot of fun. And also, what's better than, you know, talking to like-minded people, discussing and talking about beers? I mean, that's what we love. So yeah, def- I'm definitely interested in that one. <clears throat> okay, so um, basically at the moment, we do seem to have lost uh, James, so I do apologize about that. Um, yeah, so with the uh, Cyberfest, um, I, I think that at the moment they're doing a discount where if you buy the two... There's a discount on each box anyway if you buy it. Yeah, and then- yeah. Oh, oh, hello. Finally,
1: finally back. Yeah, I have no idea what happened there. So you can buy individual dates for like thirty four ninety nine, or you can buy both dates for like sixty four ninety nine at the moment, like an early birds deal. Um, we're tempted to sign up so we're kind of on the fence so i think it's something i might look at doing over the next week and if we do do it it'll be all over our instagram i think so we'll try and do some of them like live unboxings and um i think rather than do them on podcast, because there's so many beers and such kind of a big variety yeah definitely it might be something we try and do in a different kind of way maybe try and interact with some of our instagram followers or something like that on kind of instagram live or we'll just try a few different things with it i think just to kind of see what we can do um, especially if, you know, because I think last year 20,000 people tuned into their live stream of like all the different <coughs> beers when they were tasting. So there's going to be quite a big audience there. So we're just kind of almost going to try and tap into that and try and just get involved with the community, I think, with it if we can. So
0: Well, I think actually if we, um, if we actually get people to send messages through to us on Instagram, uh, if they are interested in maybe getting involved in an Instagram live, uh, if they're going to get some of the beers from the Cyberfest if you send us a message through uh, we'll try and coordinate how many people are interested and in then maybe we'll do something special on that on an Instagram Live and we'll all get together uh, yeah. yeah, just let us know and hopefully we can get something sorted yeah but that's uh, Cyberfest definitely interesting in that one and uh, we, as I've done two boxes unboxing on Instagram Facebook and yeah, Instagram and Facebook I've just got links to it on Twitter uh, but to be honest, there's been quite a nice variety in, in the selection that have been sent through so far in the ones I've had. Um, and also the one, as we were discussing earlier on, so you've actually had some different beers as well, haven't you? In your yeah, boxes. and that,
1: that has been quite good. So we can actually try and get together and try some of the different ones uh, together. So um, it's kind of what we like, really. It's a variety. It's something different. Um, and things you don't know you're going to like them or not like them until you try them. Um, I think beer fitty, quite good at you can kind of tailor your beer selection with them like if you tell them you don't like a particular type of beer they kind of make that note and so you won't get that in future and stuff like that but at the same time i would probably advise you just to leave it quite open kind of spectrum because you don't know you know you might have tried a stout (coughs) and not liked it but then you might try a different stout and actually you really enjoy it so
0: yeah well there's two different selections they do a light and dark beers and they do a just light beers um and when I had the first box come through and it was very stout heavy, I did consider whether it was worth switching to just a light one. Um, and I actually called up Beer 52 for just some advice about it. Uh, uh, actually, they talked me through the type of beers that were coming through to the next ones. Uh, and that's one thing I do like about Beer 52. But like when you do talk to them, these are people who like the beers, they review the beers and they know what's happening. So it's yeah. not just some random person in the call center who has no idea what the product is. Like they tell you like they told me it was coming from Virginia and what type of things I was gonna be expecting. And I was like, you know what? I'm sticking to the light and dot because I want that variety. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing that's good about them. Rather than just oh
1: I think you you've seen in the unboxing you get those kind of magazines and stuff. Like they go every kind of beer they actually have in their boxes they go to the brewery and they go tour and they taste and they talk to the kind of the brewers who make the beer and kind of what their thought processes were what they were after what style of beer they're going for so everything is really thought out so it's not like they're just selecting beers from a shelf in Tesco's. like they have gone to the source and and really kind of got involved and i think that's what comes across from the customer service is how in depth they go really so it we're really selling beer 52 i, was like, I'll, I
0: will I will clarify, we have no affiliation so, and no sponsorship from BF52 <laughs> whatsoever. Um, I think the reason I think we're just reason, big
1: fans. It's just.
0: Well, we both looked at it for such a long time. I mean, we just yeah. never really knew whether signing up to it would be worth the money that it costing. So far, I've actually been really pleased with the service. So I think the reason why we're kind of discussing it is because if someone is unsure about it, what we're trying to say is give it a chance because so far we've been quite impressed and actually opened your eyes to a lot more different styles of what's out there as well. Um, But yeah, so like I say there's no, no sponsorship, no affiliation, no, you know, underhand ongoing with that. It's literally just a case of so far we've both had a couple of crates. We've actually been quite impressed with it and we want people, all we're trying to do is help people get involved in trying different beers really. So yeah, yeah I, I mean,
1: that's the, beer we we don't really post pictures of the beers we buy. Like, I mean, I cannot stress how much beer Chris buys. Um, if his wife I have no with, idea. He buys no beer. He buys no beer. He doesn't buy anything. It um, not that like she can see the massive amount in your <clears> return. I'm sure she can't.
0: Uh, yeah, I actually calculated how many cans of beer I bought this just, just this week. Let's uh, not. Let's
1: not. Let's not mention that number.
0: <laughs> oh no, you have no idea how much it is. That's just the one style. That's just what oh <laughs> oh Okay, so um, basically, there's a, a Greek festival going on at the moment at Lidl. Um, I just went to grab some bits and pieces after I'd finished work the other day. Uh, and during the uh, miss it, miss out kind of uh, section of the shop, they closed that off so they could set it up for the new deals for this week. And I, as I walked past, I spotted the mythos. Uh, as we've mentioned previously it's it's not necessarily the greatest beer in the world but when you drink it it takes both back to like grease nice yeah, food chins, stuff and some, stuff like that, yeah. yeah it's it's just one yeah, of those yeah. beers that you know it's more you what you associate the uh the memories with rather than the beer itself but me and my wife absolutely love it you love it as well um so, yeah, I bought a couple of... I walked over. in <laughs> mind, they hadn't even technically gone on sale yet. Um, excuse me. Um, is that Mythos? They're like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm setting you up for later. I was like, cool. Um, I want some, please. So, mm, well, I can let you have... Uh, I can let you have one. I went, no, I'm having two. <sighs> so <Okay. confident>. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm uh, not going to argue with this guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was like,
0: I'm having two. Uh, I'll have them now, please. So. Sorry, I'm so a 12, so that's,
1: that's 12 cans of Nithloss. You, you would think, Chris, you would think 12 cans. That's a lot of cans, right? Yeah. Um, and so what did you do next, Chris?
0: Well, yeah, we had a couple on that night. It was a nice little reminisce. So uh, the next day on my lunch break, I bought another 24. Um, <laughs> just to make sure that we didn't run out.
1: Well, you don't want to run out, right? So, okay, so that brings your total up at that point to 36. Again, yeah. that's a lot. It's a lot of cans of beer, isn't it, Chris? Well, it, if you
0: spread it, you out, it's not too bad. Uh, the following day, I bought another twenty-four. Um, <laughs>
1: twenty-four, and then what did you do? No, he didn't. He didn't. Sixty is is the stoppage of that story. But even then. <laughs> sixty cans of that's in one week. Um, he hasn't drunk them all in one week. Not no. yet. Anyway, oh, so to be fair, there's still half a weekend left.
0: So um,
1: <laughs> and a bank holiday. So <laughs> exactly,
0: but yeah. Uh, obviously, we also. I bought some other beers from different places. Uh, One we've got coming up later on in the episode and some other bits and stuff. So essentially I bought 88 cans of beer this week. Um, (laughs) Oh,
1: that's insane. (laughs) Insane. I mean, and so that's the reason I was kind of mentioning the beer 52 to kind of go back to that was, you know, it's a good way on Instagram when we're unboxing them. So you can actually see some of the beers that might come up in future episodes because we don't really post pictures of the beers we're buying on a day-to-day basis. So um and that kind of segues into our third (laughs) beer around the world, which is actually from a beer fifty two crate that you unboxed. Uh
0: from James's favourite country. Uh so this is from Ireland. Um, And and
1: the thing is I've always I've always liked Ireland. I've never said any bad words against it. Um I think it's a really good uh, country.
0: Uh what I actually love about this James, you know where we spent most of the time Debating which bill we're going to uh, use for the around the world.
1: Yeah, this is actually one. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. Of course yeah, he so did. this is
0: actually bottled in Northern Ireland rather than the Republic of Ireland. So, yeah, I, I think we dropped a bit of a clangour there, mate. To be honest. Okay, so... then I
1: uh, retract my my statement. I like Northern Ireland. Um, <sighs> I think you can say that, right?
0: Oh dear, right. I'm. Um, yeah, I'm not even going to say anything. So. So this
1: is an Irish stout, yeah. Yeah, it's an Irish stout, uh,
0: by Heaney, farmhouse beer brewed in Ireland. For generations, our family farm has been the place of harvest and inspiration. Our beers are for after, oh, for after the graft. Rural thirst quenchers, brewed and bottled by Heaney Farmhouse Brewery at the Wood. I can't pronounce that word, County Derry, Northern Ireland. Yeah. So yeah, Well, uh,
1: it, it's, it's quite funny, really, because I, I, was, I was talking to somebody just before we were recording the uh, podcast, and um, one of the things she said to me was the fact that when, like, you think of stouts and island, you just yes. think of Guinness, right? And that's like, pretty much, that's all she could think about when she thought of island beers, and to be fair, there is this kind of rich tapestry almost, that's a... Very pretentious Yeah, I that was Yeah, even I cringed when I said that. Oh. Um, of different beers that you can get from Ireland. And actually, there are loads of different stouts. And Guinness, I think, is one of the mainstream ones. And I, I'm a fan of Guinness. I, I quite like Guinness. I'm not going to lie. There are a lot of good
0: stouts. But I think Guinness now is pretty much the only one that, like, for younger people, it's only yeah, really yeah. Guinness that people think of when it comes to stouts. Now, when I was growing up, there was kind of three main ones. There was Guinness, uh, which was actually brewed in this country, so it wasn't actually as nice as the stuff they used to get Dublin. in Ireland. Yeah. Uh, Murphy's and Macassons, which used to come like little stubby I cans. Mean, Mur-
1: Murphy's is the one, though. Oh, man, I haven't had Murphy's for ages.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, that, that yeah. were the three big ones when I was younger. Um, but I, I think now, it's literally because we actually get the Irish Guinness now, uh, which has been, off like, for what, 15, 20 years, Um I think the others have kind of just got lost in the background, really.
1: Yeah. So, so you, it's the kind of thing where I think a lot of people don't really. I don't. I I know a lot of people who don't really like stouts. They like beer, but they don't like stouts in that
0: sense. Um, I'm not a massive fan of stouts, um, mainly because I drank way too much of them on the one night and that ruined it. Um, but that's I think a different it's quite story. A good
1: winter's drink, to be fair, that is a different story for a different podcast episode. <laughs> 39. No, don't, don't sign us oh, yeah. up to any more
0: I mean, we've already got <laughs> enough to sort out You can wait until we get some out of the way first And then you can start signing us up to more I'm, okay, I'm putting fine. my foot down Fine, you...
1: fine. <laughs> oh. I'm, just, I'm just trying to be organised, Chris What can I say? No, I like no what you're
0: things. trying to do is throw a spanner in the works And make me more organised And I've got enough on my plate So I'm putting my foot down No more episodes until we've got rid of a couple um, Right,
1: That's a shame <laughs> Uh, I, don't, I don't I don't think our podcast listeners will agree with this. They should get in, in, in involved in uh shout abuse at you at the various platforms. They want oh. numbers. They like that, right? They like making you do work.
0: Well, I think you will do. Right, so, yeah. <laughs> he and his Irish tape Are you having a swig or
1: am I going? I'll let you have a swig first because I, I feel like I'm going to probably like this more than you will, so I think that's okay. a lot funnier well, for me. On the nose, it smells a lot
0: more uh, subtle than some of the other stouts I've had previously. Uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to go straight in.
1: Okay. It's going to be interesting, I think. I just, I always have to look at the uh, the camera that they can't see just to see what your reaction is.
0: Um, um, that's actually not too bad. It's actually quite light. Um,
1: there is obviously that uh, typical bitterness that you will get from a stout. Um, I mean, the fact that you think it's light is surprising because I was kind of going to this thing, a lot of stouts can be quite heavy. Right, and yeah. that's kind of what I was expecting.
0: So, no, that kind of the heaviness is what kind of puts me off. This has actually got quite a light uh taste to it. Um, I so said you get the stouty aftertaste, but you don't really get it throughout the drink as you drink it. It kind of it's, it's the that aftertaste that you get with it, but it is very it is quite delicate, really. Um,
1: that's really good actually. For me, that that's a really good stout,
0: it's very, very subtle.
1: It's not very full bodied because that's the thing. I think if, if we're talking about a Guinness, a Guinness is quite. I love the word creamy, so we'll add that into it. But it's, <laughs> I it think is, you do. But <laughs> steady, easy, easy. <laughs> um, but it is one of those where I think you do, you do get that in terms of the full bodied, kind of creamier, milkier taste of like a Guinness. This is far more watered down, you know. And I think if people are kind of comparing stouts to Guinnesses, that's probably a good. It's kind oh, of a watered I, down version of a Guinness.
0: I think watered down is a poor choice of words because there's no you don't there's no luck in the flavor i just don't think it's as it's definitely hasn't got that heaviness it's it's more it's got a bit of a light crispiness to it but with that stouty aftertaste notes um i'm actually i'm surprisingly enjoying that
1: um say again sorry that's weird for you because you don't normally go first out and stuff like that. So. Yes,
0: uh, it's, uh, it's mm, got that kind of the, the subtleness of the chocolate notes to it. Right? Um, yeah, overall, it's probably more close to like the Macsons that I was saying earlier, just not quite as yeah. sharp. No, I'm actually quite impressed with that one.
1: And like I say, it, it's got that kind of bitterness, but not too overly bitter. Like it's, it's a good, good flavour to it.
0: There's no individual overpowering tone throughout the whole beer. That's actually quite drinkable. Even in, you know, the crazy hot weather we have recently, no, I would still drink that. That's a, that's quite nice.
1: Yeah. Well, like you say, it's still quite a light beer, so you don't really... Because it's not heavy. I mean, it's only 4.3% as well. I think a lot of stouts can be quite high percent. Some of like the Imperial Stouts particularly, which get crazy. I mean, some of the Imperial Stouts are like 12% or something stupid like that. Like they can get quite intense in terms of like really overpowering strength. strength.
0: Yeah, well, we've got an overpowering stoke coming up for a particular episode, that's uh, not too far away now. Uh, I wonder what episode that is, James.
1: <laughs> can't wait!
0: Can't wait. <laughs> so yeah, well, he and the Irish don't. Um It's not very global. But <laughs> actually a very nice beer. I'm glad we picked that one now, although it isn't. Not
1: as international as we uh, thought it was. No,
0: no. I was a bit
1: worried. When we say we had viewers in Ireland, is that viewers in Northern Ireland as well? Viewers? Like, viewers, listeners. Sorry, I'm getting very big of myself, right? Oh, yeah, viewers. Yeah, why not? Let's call them that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I blame no. my sister because she keeps saying, oh, yeah, I, 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 I watch the podcast. And I'm always surprised because, you know, she can't. Um, (laughs) I mean,
0: she's blind as well, so that'd be interesting. Um,
1: She's blind, and a doctor, which makes it very interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, (laughs) in his own step, quite nice. So, shall
1: we uh, briefly touch on a bit of sport? Yeah, if you want to, yeah. I mean, there's so much to talk about. There's a few things coming back, right?
0: Well, I... (laughs) I don't know if I've uh, told you or not But I actually tried to watch a bit of the Bundesliga Which came back last weekend Did you? Uh, Okay It lasted approximately two minutes uh, Before it got turned off Um, It was Completely boring, however One highlight uh, Of the Bundesliga coming back Last weekend was the, um, The subs bench Okay Uh, I don't know if you've actually seen the pictures of this or not, but essentially they had to be socially distanced, two metres between them, with face masks and (laughs) everything. So they were just sitting there. Oh, yeah, no,
1: I remember. Yeah, you shared the picture. Yeah. Yeah, 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 they looked so... They looked like gamers at a convention or yeah, yeah. far apart, like on gaming chairs. It was really weird. Like,
0: or like a Hannibal Lecter uh, convention or something. Um, yeah, just
1: in an, in an empty stadium, like loads of empty seats behind them and then just like spread massively apart. Like.
0: <clears throat> yeah, so yeah, that was really weird. But the best part about it is, of course, when the subs get used, they take all the, the protective equipment off and then go and tackle people. <laughs> So essentially, it's completely pointless them wearing that stuff in the first place.
1: It is, but I suppose it's it's that undue risk thing, right? So it's the idea that if they're not in play where you can't prevent it, then yeah. they're trying to keep minimise minimize the risk. That
0: but again, the question like, is, has it been brought back too soon? Um, but on the tones of football, uh, how South Korea have tried to um, make it feel a bit more normal is they've uh, started putting... Mannequins in the stands so it looks like at least people are turning up. However, there is one particular team did get find a record uh, amount, which was I think it was eighty two thousand um, dollars. Because yeah, the but instead of putting mannequins out, they put sex dolls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but if you don't have, if you don't have like a a clothes shop where you can steal a bunch of mannequins from, what are you gonna use? Sex
0: dolls. Well, well I reckon oh, wow. that...
1: Like, at least they didn't use anime body pillows or something like well, that. I,
0: mean... I genuinely think that the management must have gone, okay, so we need to get some mannequins. Here's a couple of grand. Go and sort it out. <laughs> and then they've got it out. I went, you know what? This is going to be really funny. So then stuck all these sex dolls around the stadium. And then, as I said, they've had a record fine. So, uh, yeah, I think someone to get <laughs> sacked for that. I'm not going to lie. But oh, however, for... <laughs> Us normal people, I think it is utterly brilliant. Um, I know it's
1: bad, but sorry. in my head I'm imagining the camera cut into the audience and their mouths are wide open. Like, oh, that's amazing.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> so close. Oh, so- <laughs> oh
1: well, wow. that, that's great. That's great. And they, they all got their hands up as well. <laughs> I, I
0: actually haven't seen any of the pictures. I think they're purposing not put any of the pictures out. Um, oh, but yeah, sure. you can, I think... What we can imagine in our head is probably a lot Closer more entertaining to than what we really like. But oh. yeah, it was, oh, for me, that was one of the highlights of the last week, definitely. There's um, um, still a lot of dispute about some of the other sports, whether they're actually going to go ahead or not. Uh, obviously, the English football leagues and um, Scottish football leagues, uh, they're still questioning whether to bring playing the games back by the end of the season to kind of rush them through or whether just to cancel the seasons altogether. It's still all up in the air. Um, I think NHL have now agreed on a new format where it's a 2014 playoff. So okay. uh, again, trying to force through a actual proper closure to the season rather than just ending it. Uh, what else we have? So NFL, uh, obviously they that... Spring training is kind of being pushed back. Uh, pre-season normally starts in around August time, so hopefully there's enough time for them to get back to normal. But there's still a lot of weedland dealing going on with a lot of teams at the moment. So I'm not too sure whether that's going to get pushed back or not. I think it probably will do with the current state of uh, America and their lack yeah. of controls.
1: I mean, that's the thing. America, <clears throat> compared to most countries, don't seem to have it kind of as nailed down. I think this is where federal systems don't work, right? We don't really talk about politics on the show, so maybe we shouldn't. But yeah, I don't. Yeah. I, I obviously don't. I don't think federal systems, when you have fifty states that are all trying to act independently towards the same common goal, you kind of need somebody just to take charge and say, "No, this is what you've got to do to stay safe." And you know, when it the, thing,
0: safety, the like whole cool. point of America is it being like freedom of choice. So, what part of it does that?
1: Uh, yeah, but it's all interpretation. This is what I get annoyed. at. I mean, I always talk about like, uh, like gun laws and stuff, all the rights to bear arms, and that's that's about militia. Yeah, I'll get very... Oh, yeah. yeah carry, uh,
0: carry on. Uh, James is getting very triggered at the moment, so uh, I think we'll move on from that one. But yeah, so... NASCAR um, <clears throat> has had uh, two races as well so far, so two different winners as well. Uh My per- uh, personal favourite uh, driver has won the first race back as well, so it makes be very happy because he's definitely going to be in the playoffs now. Um But yeah, so...
1: Oh, and snooker, of course, is starting up this really? month. I think, yeah, I think, I think snooker's coming back. Oh, um, who knew that, that that very exciting TV sport I'm going to be on the edge of my seat? I don't mind snooker. I used to watch snooker when I was younger, but I think it's more because you're kind of forced when you're around kind of a an older relative's house and they've got it on the TV. Hey, I've never know.
0: forced you to watch snooker. Oh, sorry, not me. That's fine. Uh... So
1: you, are, you are older, aren't you? Sorry. I keep Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, like, but,
0: <laughs> I associate uh, watching snooker when I used to go in my uh, grandma and granddad's house.
1: Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's the that same kind of thing, isn't it? Like, But um, I, at the end of the day, like, I'm desperate to watch sport games. So uh, who knows, maybe I'll really enter snooker this time.
0: <laughs> well, I I've thought that about football. I was like, I'll genuinely give it a try. Nope. Um,
1: I, just, I find snooker too slow sometimes. I'd rather be drinking in a pub playing it than watching it.
0: Yeah, I, I think for me I, the thing I do like about Sneaker is the tactics because I'm, a, I, for me I'm very much about strategy and that kind of tactical element so I do kind of, I understand the game I enjoy the game but yeah, through a TV
1: aspect it's, it's definitely not the same,
0: you don't kind of get the same ambience. I think even watching it live would be a bit more entertaining than on TV but... Yeah, potentially.
1: I think for me I like the fast plays as well, like I like when they really push the momentum of the game and get you know, breaks really quickly. So Ronnie O'Sullivan, I love watching Ronnie O'Sullivan play when he's kind of focused mm. and his mind's in the game and he can kind of just do what he needs to do and just like Ronnie O'Sullivan there.
0: on form, no it's one can insane.
1: beat him. Exactly. And that and that's so enjoyable to watch. But then the problem is quite a lot of other players do take the game, you know, if you look at how Steve Davis used to play, like a lot slower pace. It's more very precise and making sure every shot is perfect which is good it's very skillful but I don't think it's as enjoyable to watch in my opinion as as kind of faster play
0: well of course nowadays there's not really anything to kind of help grow the name of the sport either so when I was younger we used to have Big Brick um, and John Virgo doing his trick shots and you know uh, having key snooker players going with a um, normal member of the public trying to win like prize money and questions and stuff so I think stuff like that used to really help um, bring bring the sport to life to a lot of different people. Where now it's all money focused. So we just
1: What's that? and and that's so true, right? Money focused, and this is what ruined. I mean, we talked about darts and money before, but even like snooker, um, what Ronnie O'Sullivan will do <laughs> before a maximum break is say, "What is the prize for a maximum break?" And if it's not high enough, he like there was one time he he, refused he to – you yeah. Any purpose for it? Because he said, you know, the thing is, if you're not going to pay to get a maximum break, why are people going to push to it? That is like, <clears throat> the best thing you can do as snooker is get a maximum break. And if you're not going to pay for it, then what's the point? It's, it, it's like getting a perfect in uh, darts as well, isn't it? Like, if you get,
0: yeah, a nine darter, 501 in darts is actually worth more money than winning the championship.
1: Yeah, and that's the because... thing. So it's, it's always one of those in snooker, what's the point of getting a maximum break? You might as well go slower and, and keep the game going on longer and try and get the mental game almost won. But...
0: Yeah, now, um, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, for, at the moment, I'm just happy to kind of watch anything that isn't
1: yeah. the
0: norm. I'm enjoying the fact that there's, uh, you know, people are crying out that there's no soaps. Because for me, soaps have tortured my life for so long. I mean, fortunately, I'm, I am married a, a woman who hates soaps, so I don't have to watch them anymore. However, my mom and sisters used to watch them religiously. And back in the day before you had TVs in every room of the house
1: you really? forced to watch That was what you just have to
0: watch. So, and I would like, yeah, I'm actually quite enjoying the fact there's no soaps on TV, so that's my... Honestly,
1: I don't think I'd ever go into a pub called The Queen because of that torture. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> or uh, Rover's Return, is it? Well, what's the other one? Uh,
1: yeah, I know. I, mean, I, uh, I don't Wolfpack. know because... Wolfpack. You know what? I hate, I hate soaps. It's the lowest form of TV. Um, if anybody who watches soaps, you know this probably. I know there's actually one girl at work particularly who I think watches this while she does her ironing. <laughs> like, listen to this. I keep saying watches. Like, what's to wrong this. with it? I don't know. My brain's obviously frazzled. Um, is listening to this and probably say, oh, "I love soaps." Yeah. It, no. No, I told you this. No. <laughs> She's <laughs> not allowed it. to talk about them at work either. That's very personal. injury. I was saying, this has got very personal
0: all of a sudden. Um. She'll get
1: it. She'll get it. <laughs> It's fine. That's for her. That's for her. That moment right there. That's for her. If you want to buy a moment on our podcast, we can be bought. Anyway, uh, should we move on to the last podcast? That that's last
0: sounds very sinister very quickly. Um, I think we should move on from that very, very sharpish. <laughs> yep. So the uh, wild card for this week is from a, another local little brewery called Halton Turner. And this Yikes. one is called Beverly Hills Hop. IPA. Now, I picked this one as the wild card, mainly because the can is absolutely crazy, uh, and I really like it. It's very lively, very vibrant. Um, but also, I mean, Beverly Hills Hop. I mean, Perfect name, isn't it? So you've, you've got to give yeah. it a try. Colton
1: uh, so- Turner is one of those other breweries we've <clears throat> seen online a lot and we've wanted to try. Um, I think particularly, I, I, I think I saw Kev try a few different Colton Turner breweries that he was talking about on his Instagram um and so I've wanted to try a few of them as well so this is gonna be really interesting
0: yeah I uh, I missed out on the first batch I actually wanted to get some of their beers on um before but fortunately I managed to get the latest batch so this is one of the ones we've got we've got another one which probably is going to be coming up quite soon as well uh but yet yeah, these are some of the beers that because um, we are based there in the Solihull area uh, there's a lot of craft places and generally you can find a Halton Turnham beer in one of those at least. And I always like to give them a try because actually I think they have a, quite a nice variety. Uh, this is one I haven't tried before. So again, a part of the intrigue, to see what's happened. So it's a IPA, which is 6%. It's citra hops, uh, malted barley, wheat oats and hops. Yep. Yeah. So... Do you want to have a swig at this first? Because no, when it comes to IPAs, as we've said previously many times, you're a massive fan of IPAs. Me yeah. personally, I'm not a huge fan. Uh, um,
1: but well, every well, now and, and again,
0: I do find one that is a particular gem.
1: Yeah, straight away unfiltered again, which yes. you know. So you definitely got the haze on it. Um,
0: probably slightly clear... You- I'll probably Sorry, say it's slightly clearer to the. Um, the Nobody's Poet from Attic. It's still hazy, but it looks slightly more see-through than that one. Yeah,
1: um, no, I, I can understand where you came from that, yeah.
0: Quite golden in color. Maybe a little bit lighter than that, a little bit paler. Uh, have you had a swig then, James? Or was just uh, sampling now, as we speak?
1: Uh, you yeah, need, to, yeah, need so to flow there where you uh, question I do. can talk? <laughs> I do, if <probably> I uh, <laughs> I was
0: kind of hoping it would throw you off again, but... Disappointed this time. Mmm, the analytical face.
1: Yeah. it It's weird, right? I, I think, like, the way it's it I've got this kind of malt taste to start with, but it's almost like exotic kind of flavor. I, I know what you mean. It,
0: it, there's definitely that smell of it. I haven't had a sip of it yet, but um, you can definitely smell, you can smell the citra, but also the citrus notes to it as well. Um, it doesn't smell as hoppy as the Nobody's Poet. Um, no, it doesn't.
1: No, it doesn't. I think okay. it's probably got a more long-lasting aftertaste than the Nobody's Poet, because the Nobody's Poet I kind of got a fruitier sour taste as kind of the aftertaste, whereas this is, in my opinion, a bit hoppier. But
0: um, ooh,
1: it's it's uh, a curious middle taste, isn't it? Like,
0: you know what? I, mean, I would actually say, as a general rule, you will prefer an IPA uh, more than I will. I actually really enjoyed that. Uh, that hasn't, still hasn't got that quite the same amount of bite. Probably what you prefer in a beer. Yeah, um, yeah. it's very smooth, very subtle. Um, I wouldn't class that as a traditional IPA, in my personal opinion. Um,
1: yeah, this is. I think that's what was quite pure because it does have this kind of very fruity middle taste, and not really kind of a hoppiness to it, like towards the end. I'd say you've got kind of a multi-start, kind of this fruitiness that's quite punchy. But again, it's not like a typical citrus, citrusy flavour in itself. It seems a little bit more exotic from things like when we've had, I I suppose, like passion fruit or mango or something exotic. I can't really place what flavour that is. Um, Yeah, I know know what you
0: mean. For me, I actually... I'm actually really enjoying it. As a normal with an IPA, you will drink it, it's quite smooth at the start, and then you get that, bite at the end and that for me that's what puts me off this has got a bit more of a bite at the start of the drink but then there's a smoothness that follows through um and that's what i quite enjoy um yeah it's it's strange to analyze in a normal ipa form but as a beer it
1: it tastes quite complex that's the thing it's not kind of like a very basic beer in terms of the taste yeah um and it's just trying to place those flavour profiles and stuff like that. Like it, it's it's one of those where you're tasting something and you're like, you know what it is in your head, but you just can't say what it is. Yeah, tasting it. So, um, but yeah, I think that's really pleasant. That's more than drinkable. Like that is that's yeah. very. Nice. That is
0: that is something you could drink all day. And the thing is though, that's six percent, and it doesn't taste six percent at all you know that's
1: six, yeah actually that is insane to think that's six. I would, if, it, if you
0: asked me to say yeah. how strong that was i would say four max there's no yeah. it doesn't taste a strong beer at all but that yeah that's six percent though um which is potentially lethal really especially for the leg because you have a couple of pints of that and you'll try and walk home and you'll be all over oh, the shop um well, very very nice now the problem is though james i'm going to let you go first
1: yeah, I see this is okay, this is the problem we always have on the <laughs> great beers. And actually normally there's one that I tasted and thought, yeah, I really hate that. I haven't had that in this episode.
0: No, no, normally I've
1: liked all four of these beers, so it, it, it can be quite difficult. I would say okay, the the one that I, I think was the worst, okay, and I say worst thing, it's still very a very loosely. drinkable yeah. like thing. I would put tribute forth because tribute I do like. But actually, in terms of like the uniqueness and the flavour of all the other beers, I think they were better, and i probably... Like, tribute. I know I will have a game, but the others have surprised me a lot more, yeah, and I thought, yeah. actually, i am definitely got to try those. So, tribute would be fourth. Um, oh, it's really difficult. It's really oh. difficult this time. Um, I would probably put <clears throat> Attic Brew Co., Nobody's Poet, next. Oh, okay. Right, okay. I'll actually put in that third. I, it's, it's really difficult, partly because... Um, there was that kind of sourness to the aftertaste in terms of that kind of fruitiness, not in a bad way, just not the type of beer I particularly would go to. I think a lot of people would probably be able to try that and really enjoy it. Um, and I think, like you say, it's one of those that tastes quite complex. It wasn't just a standard like IPA or a standard pale ale or something like you're now trying both at the same time. And I think that's going to really sway your decision. So that'd be interesting to see. Um, <clears throat> I would then probably put the Holton Turner. Yeah. next. Really surprising you here. Yeah, Um, definitely. Yeah. I really liked it. I think actually like the fruitiness of it is really good. I personally prefer a little bit kind of uh, more hoppiness, but actually I like, it is a really nice drink. I think my hesitation was more trying to put where the flavor profiles is, but as a drink, like, that was really good but i would probably put Bahini irish stout not because i'm trying to buy back irish fans okay i still i forgot about that but i still have my thoughts i still have my thoughts on you <laughs> uh, including myself Keep because, I'm to irish, yourself. Yep. because i'm irish because i'm irish
0: uh, uh, when you say irish i mean you are a plastic paddy really
1: okay all right i <laughs> wave a flag on st patrick's day um, <laughs> but um you know I, would, I, of, I, of, I often say like Guinness is one of my favorite beers. I really do like Guinness and it's one of the ones I always kind of end the end night on. Like I do like it. Um, and I do really like stouts. And I think that is such a nice light bodied stout. And it's very hard finding a stout that is really drinkable, that isn't kind of filling. And like you say, that is probably one of the first kind of stouts I thought I could have during summer genuinely. And I think that yeah. the fact that you get so much flavor and it being so light-bodied is kind of like mind-boggling for me from a stand, uh, like a stout point of view. I really did enjoy it, so that would be my first. And I think that's not what you were expecting. So no, not
0: in the slightest.
1: Not in the slightest. So I will let you. <clears throat> it's really hard, Chris. It's really hard.
0: Oh, keep that information to yourself. <laughs> um, so <laughs> with the uh, with mine, uh, to be honest, this is quite a difficult choice because, as you said before, exactly, exactly, all four of these beers. I, this doesn't happen very often, but all four of these beers are well, to be honest, they're fantastic. Oh, I'm really a big fan of all of them. I'm going to put the Heaney Lust solely because out of the other all others, it's probably the one I would go to least. However, I would definitely buy that again I would, without any hesitation. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoyed that yeah. drink. But I if I was ever gonna pick a beer. A stout is not what I would go to. Okay. Um,
1: Honestly,
0: yeah. I want I'm to say you have
1: a tribute next.
0: Yes. Um, yeah. Again, cracking beer. It's it's a very enjoyable drink. It's a solid go to. You can never go wrong with it. Um, I really enjoy tribute, and I will have it on a regular basis. But it is in third place just because I think those other ones are different.
1: Yeah, because this is what's intriguing me, because the the next two are the two hardest ones I had to place either side, because they are both really good, and it's just what style of beer you are kind of yeah, after. Um, I'm more of an IPA person, hence why I picked the Beverly Hills, so this is going to be interesting which way you put it around, really. I,
0: yeah, I, I'm traditionally more of a pale uh, mm. man. and um, There's notes of both that I'm really enjoying, and they're both very smooth, and I'm still having sips of both of them and I'm struggling to decide which one is first. I know I know I have to pick the first one because we're not one of these ones of oh, everyone's a winner. None of yeah. that crap. I'm not right. Um, so
1: what you what you did before while I was while I was giving my kind of like ratings on all of them, you tried both of them. So I've only kind of went from when we tried them in the podcast. And so as it was the first like one of the first ones we had, it's trying to like compare <clears> the two in my mind. I'm not like, since I've tried the Attic Brew again, it, there's part of me that since trying it after the IPA, I might go to it because suddenly it tastes a lot more fruity than when I first had it. I think. And that makes it really hard when you do that. So I
0: thought you would have picked like, the other way around. I yeah, thought you and, put
1: I've committed, so I'm not going to change it. But actually, since trying the Nobody's Poet afterwards now, again, but then you could do that. I could go back and try the Tribute again. I'm sure I would... Find other flavors to it that I didn't find before, but um,
0: okay, I've decided. Okay, just like literally, I'm not going to lie; it's yeah. it's the width of a nats bollock in between. I'm not going to lie. Um,
1: and he's measured.
0: Yeah, 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 with microscopes and everything. Uh, in second place is nobody's poet.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: Um, and surely for the surprising aspect. Beverly Hills hop. Um,
1: that is great. It, like I so said, you don't normally like IPAs. I would,
0: n- I, I, I would generally class myself as someone who can't stand a typical IPA, but that's yeah. not a typical IPA. And that's what I'm liking about yeah. it. There is that bite that you get the start as we normally get at the end of an IPA, but that smoothness and the fruitiness and the balance throughout. I think that is an absolutely stunning beer. Um, and nobody's poet is as well, but I had to decide. And I think what threw it was the smoothness of the aftertaste the uh, Beverly Hills hop just has that smoother finish to it.
1: uh, I think me had kind of a certain sourness, which I think if you're a fan of kind of citrusy session pale ales or session IPAs or that kind of thing, you would really like, um, I'm not going to lie, these are both really good breweries, so if you can try any of their beers, you should definitely try and get oh, a hold of them.
0: Good luck. I've been trying They're for weeks.
1: I know. They they sell out quick, which I think just speaks to how good these breweries are in terms of what beers they make and how kind of desirable they are. So, um, But yeah, I think yeah, both really good. Both really good.
0: Yeah, um, I'll try all four absolutely fantastic beers. There's no, there was, It wasn't a really easy decision across any of them. Um, the only real reason why they ended up in that form is we had to pick one. Um, and Holton Turner has just edited for that smoothness but Attic Brew that nobody's poet was yeah.
1: stunning as well the great, yeah. great complexity to it uh, yeah thank you very much people uh, if you are Irish and you feel you have been offended by this episode I am really sorry I don't care please
0: send all complaints to <laughs> James <laughs> at Uh he can read the complaints personally uh, I have nothing to do with this whatsoever I will state. I'll keep my arse very firmly on the fence. So, uh, thank you very much. On the much.
1: fence? You're not going to defend them?
0: I, I'm not getting involved in any of your bitterness. Uh, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but not so, as
1: nice as the bitterness of the stout of the Heaney's Irish stout that we <laughs>
0: Yeah, that you picked <laughs> first. Which wasn't any kind of, you know, trying to save face at all. Um, what's going to be interesting is uh, your family's reaction to this, because, uh, as James may have mentioned slightly earlier on, his, he's from a very very irish family so uh, very
1: irish catholic family yeah, yeah i'm looking forward family. to this <laughs> <laughs> well um i'd say see you next episode but um we're, we're not sure we'll we'll see we'll see what yeah, happens, I'll, uh, i i
0: may be time. posting on instagram searching for guests uh, <laughs> co-hosts just to help me through uh, james's hospital experience yeah. um but yeah thank you very much for spending time with us again uh giveaway for free beer is still up and running until uh sunday midday on the 24th of may so if you haven't caught that you've still got a little bit of time left to get your name in the hat to win seven cans of beer uh different varieties some that we've uh, had on episodes previously and some that we've got coming up as well but thank you very much for your time and we'll speak to you soon
1: bye